0: hi everyone how are we all doing um i know it's been there's been you know so much awareness around mental health week um 13th of may to the 21st of may 2023 so if you're listening to these during the mental health awareness week let me quickly say how hire you and if not that is absolutely fine but tonight i am joined by the author of a good Night sleep now i'm going to introduce mr mark howard to you he's a father he's a son he's a christian and he's also a husband a hotel as well hi mark
1: <laughs> hey i'm so excited to be here with you today thank you for the invite
0: thank you for being on the process of becoming it's nice to have people who have experienced mental illness at some point in their life. And who can actually talk about it, not from a therapist or a counselor or a doctor's um, perspective, but someone who actually experienced it, know what it feels, you know, to be in that dark place, to be in that corner, in, in that face of life where you think is it worth it, you know. And I just believe that if I can help one person, That one person can help one person and then it goes on. And if your book can help one person, if your story can help just one person, it means that we can um, duplicate what we're doing and just keep the circle going, knowing that we're saving one life at a time through our story. So please, it's all your nights. Tell us a bit about Mr. Mark Howard. Thank you.
1: Well, again, thank you for the invite, and and it's an honor to be with you today. And and you know, as we start our our conversation here, and for those who are listening, I, I do want to be clear: I am not a doctor, a therapist. I have no licensing in in mental health or any kind of uh, physician or anything like that. But as you mentioned, I'm I'm a regular guy who has a family and children, and who who works a lot and and who has been down this road of depression and anxiety and, and I'm on the other side of that yeah. years of being on the other side of that. And one of the things that uh, really inspired me to write the book is because yeah. of the pain and the dark season that I went through, I just don't want anybody else to ever have to suffer that if they don't have to. And so that's what the, you know, kind of, uh, motivated the book uh, to share the tips, the things that kind of helped lead me from that season of life and into a better season. And you said it, um, if, if this interview and this conversation today or the book, or, or just as we share this, if we can touch one life, then trust me, it is absolutely worth it because no one needs to suffer.
0: Absolutely. No one should go through that honestly no one should it's not a place you want to be and if stories like this platform like this can just save one person then why not why not thank you for being on once more so tell us a little bit more about yourself what you've been through um i read about so in the book um i started not quite long to be honest And I had to stop when I got to the place where you said, let me talk um, about the darkness. No, and, you know, where you mentioned the darkness. But Mm. prior to that, you said something that when you're around people, you look okay. But when it was just you, and I just started laughing because not laughing at what you said, you know, sometimes when things are so relatable, and you've passed through that phase, it, it, I, I was just, honestly, I was just laughing like, oh my God, I know what this is actually about. I can just see this. Like, when it's just you by yourself in your room, no one around you, and the feelings and the emotion comes rushing out, the reality eats you, it's a different ball game. So, please, take us through that journey, if you don't mind.
1: I don't mind at all. So, yes, and... Early on as as the anxiety and depression grew and uh, there's you know, there's a really long story behind that, but I'm, I'm going to kind of keep it short. But yes, once uh, once that kind of really hit, you know, one of the things that that I that I talk about in the book that you mentioned is. Yes, we put a face, we put a mask on and then throughout the day when we're out and about, we're doing our, our work or we're with our family or with our, especially our, my children. I didn't want anybody to see the weakness because uh, especially here, you know, this the stigma of, of what a man should be in general around the world, but especially here in the United States, is we're supposed to be this tough provider you know that never cries that um that you know stands up strong and and should never be weak and and that's so much bull really and that's that's very (laughs) very much bull so but what i would do is because i thought that's what it was supposed to be is i would put this mask on and throughout the day i would smile and i would work hard and i would do everything i could do to make everybody happy but like a lot of people when you're alone and it's dark and you're exhausted, you're physically exhausted and your body is signaling you that you have anxiety and there's symptoms of that. And it's your body's warning. It's like something's not right. Well then, yeah, the darkness would happen and, and you know, the negative self-talk, the the hatred yeah. towards my own self and my own actions would start to speak loud in my head louder than anything else that I could, uh, that I could think about. And, and so Which that obviously would uh, would lead me to um, thoughts of harming myself and doing other things. And so, again, that darkness, nobody deserves to live in that in that uh, place. Now, some things begin to happen um, and some were intentional and some were not. Um, But towards the end of this this season of life, I became where the mask started to loosen a little bit, and I became pretty open. So if somebody asked me, um, you know, "Hey, how's it going?" I began to not hide as much. I would say, you know, "Well, things really aren't that great. Uh, life actually kind of sucks right now, or this is happening, or that happens." And, <laughs> and I would. So, but what happened? What I didn't realize then, and I and I can look back now, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So now we can look back in the past and see where things began and how things helped us. But by st- loosen up and start taking that mask off, I began to um, be able to vent, talk about things. Well, that's, that's huge when it comes to recovery and to kind of getting through things is being able to get that off your chest and to talk about it. Um, So actually one of the, the second chapter in the book is called talking. It's about a, a gentleman who, uh, who's, who's 20 years older than I am, who saw me and became a friend and knew that I was struggling and within his wisdom, he began to allow me to uh, meet once a week, just kind of over dinner. And he kind of took me under his wing. I didn't realize this then, again, it's hindsight now, but, and he allowed me to just vent and talk and, and just put everything out on the table of what was wrong and, and how bad I felt about everything. And over time, allowing me to release all of that pressure and all of that stress through talking it helped tremendously. And then in the book I talk about, you know, not everybody has um, someone in their circle of influence or their family that they could trust to talk in confidentiality, yeah. you know, so I say, Hey, find a local therapist and, and know yeah, they're everywhere, but you could find one and pay somebody cause that they're, they're licensed and, um, and everything you speak in is in confidentiality. Uh, to most of the degree, right? You know, unless yeah. it's something really, really bad. But, um, so, but you can go in and you can just sit on this couch or their chair or whatever, and you can vent as much as you want. And the that therapy, just getting it off your chest, um, will will make a major difference. So, anyway, coming out of that dark spot, um, that darkness was was really bad. That was years and years of dealing with that. And then these things in the book that I explain these tips of, um, when talking, just being one of those again, allowed me to start leaving that season of life behind.
0: Hmm. The, um, something came to my mind when you, you were talking about, you know, just people in your circle of influence, which you can trust. And I know that we all have different experiences, different stories, but I feel like, and this is my personal opinion, that sometimes Circle of friends can actually determine how quick you heal, or mm. if you're gonna go down the rabbit is a rabbit hole, is that what it's called? If you're gonna go, you know, down whatever hole you want to go to completely. Mm-hmm. So I I think that most times people look at the circle of friends or circle of influence and the drawback because they can't actually see someone they can go to to actually vent you know and just pour out what they're feeling and i'm going to speak from what i know and my community so from the from the from my perspective it's very very hard for a black person to actually say oh i'm going to a therapist you know i have a therapy or i have a Mm -hmm. therapy session we Mm -hmm. automatically well i don't because now i've learned i've understand i've I've outgrown all of this ridiculous um ideas people automatically think you're weak you're not strong and i don't think that's what this is all about you felt better you know throwing out what you're feeling and i just feel like if people can start to understand that there is nothing wrong with having therapy sessions or counseling sessions, you know. The same way people go for counseling before marriage, you know, to put out exactly what you're expecting from each other or what you think your married life would be. It's just, I think, it's similar, you know. Having that conversation, just pouring out as much as you can so that you don't have a build-up. Anyways, I wanted to ask you this, if you don't mind. In your book, you mentioned about deaths. And I was wondering, was there any point where just the thought of the debt you were in added to what you were going through?
1: So, I'm so sorry. Ask that one more time.
0: You mentioned um, in your book that you were in huge debt after buying two pizza companies, right? Yes,
1: and yes. And you
0: felt so humiliated. So I'm, I'm just thinking was your debt a contributing factor to what you went through?
1: Absolutely. So a couple
0: things, if I may, I want to touch on, um,
1: Mm. I want to, if I can, I'm going to come back to that in just one moment, but I want to talk about what going back to what you mentioned about the, the culture and this idea of therapy and how that's Mm. a sign of a weakness. And, and you're absolutely right. Um, especially, uh, and I know, Even with men in general, think that, you know, they don't want to go to therapy because that's a sign of weakness. So let me state real quick for those who are listening and have been dealing with anxiety and depression and high stress. I truly believe that if you if you first if you're looking for healing, like true healing, you really want to get through this. It starts with humility and intentionality. So we have to humble ourselves first because we can't bow our chest and pretend like we're alpha males or we're we're super queens in some cases, and we can't keep that that mask on and expect to heal. So it starts with humility. We we are Sometimes we are weak, we are human, we are frail, and we have to identify that. And then the other thing is intentionality. It means everything we do from this moment on needs to be intentional in order to heal and get through through the depression, anxiety, and high stress. So um, when you talked about that circle of influence, and some people have, you know, how important that could be. We have people that not, might not want to help us heal or may not be the best for us to heal. You're absolutely right. So one of the chapter four is environment, and it talks about being intentional about our environment, not only books and videos and TV shows and movies, all the stuff we put in, but but our friends and our circle of influence, because and this is really, really difficult, because if we have someone in our life that we care about, but they are not allowing us to heal, then that is a that's a decision that we have to be intentional and make to say, hey. What's more important, my mental health, me being completely happy, filled with joy for life for as long as I'm here, or this relationship? So I wanted to touch on that, but now let me answer your question about the debts. Um, absolutely, it, may, it played a huge part. So one of the last chapters in the book is called Self-Inflicted Anxiety and Depression, and this is again, we have to go with intentionality and humility when we start reading and thinking about implementing these things in our life because I think <laughs> I made a lot of bad decisions that caused anxiety, which then caused the depression to be you know multiplied by tenfold or more right so i i made because of pride, I made decision financial decisions that were very, very bad, and when I made those decisions based on pride but I made those bad decisions and then the the businesses went under and now there's a there's amount of debt and embarrassment and all of that just continued to add to the anxiety and depression Also talking about self-inflicted. This could be anything, right? This could be, you know, we go out and and maybe we drink too much or we do drugs or we do something that's not healthy for us. And then the consequences of that are really maybe end up being really bad. And now we're stressed and we have high high anxiety because of the consequences. Well, we made that decision. So that is really self-inflicted. And when we start looking at our life, and again, this can be very tough, but we have to step back and look at our life and go, okay, what decisions am I making today or have I made recently that has caused me now to have anxiety and how can I make better decisions today and going forward to avoid that so I don't have that anxiety over these decisions? You know, am I living above my means? Am I, am I working a job that causes more stress? and more anxiety than, than the pay is worth. Could I find another employment, you know? So are the people, and we go back to environment, are the people around me, am I putting myself around people that are causing me stress because of how they act or the things that they say? And so anyway, that is, that's huge, but yes, long answer to your short question, my debt absolutely (laughs) caused, um, and helped, uh, increase my anxiety and depression
0: back then. Yeah, um, I I, have seen from people around me, people that I have spoken to, that there is so much around financial pressure leading to anxiety and severe forms of depression that people are honestly not talking about, just the financial pressure alone. And with cost of living right now, it's just gone, pff, like, it's just off the roof it's it's insane Mm. that is why i asked that question because i know three things we uh, or three things people actually don't talk much about is money 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 Uh, well let me say one thing i think people don't really talk about is (laughs) money you know Mm -hmm. money when you bring that topic it's like there's a big elephant in the room and it actually has been seen to cause depression anxiety even panic attacks just financial financial pressure gives people panic attacks you know so that was why i asked you um that, that that was why i asked you that question so yes please um go on go on this is your night
1: well thank you but you know one of the things that we may not consider mm. is when our, our financial struggles, but what, mm-hmm. um, what causes that? Right. And so here's just a thought, not for everybody, not everybody yeah. on this that's listening to this is going to uh, associate with this, but social media, um, which we love social media. We, we use social media. We enjoy social media to see our family mm-hmm. and our friends and our grandkids pictures and all that. That's great. But sometimes we allow social media to use us. And what I mean by that is we get wrapped up in Oh, look at their vacation! Look at their new car! Look at their house! That is so cool. Well, I'm going to go out and work hard, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do this and that because I want money to buy a new house like that person on social media, or a car like they have yeah. on social media, and not even thinking about, you know, realizing that that might be a seed of what could grow into a very stressful situation. Now. I'm a very driven person, very goal oriented. I, I like nice things too. And I would love to have a, you know, a nice house and, and nice cars and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But reality is we have to be careful because um, we need to be grateful for what we have obviously always, but we need to be careful when we're trying to compare ourselves to other people and things that we may not be in a position to have right now. So, I think when it comes to the financial stress and causing anxiety and depression, I think we have to be really careful now with, with saying all that some people, and I grew up in a, uh, in kind of a a poverty uh, area in my, in my mom, she was a single mom. She raised me and my brother. We didn't have a lot of money. We were on government assistance when I was younger. Um, So we didn't really have any uh, good examples on how to live, financially right so mm. if if people are listening and they're like well i'm having the stress about money but i really don't even know how to fix it like i don't know what to do well this is um one of the things that, again i kind of go back to the books i want people to understand that the, this materials there it's kind of like a workbook almost to, to, to mm. get if they can to go through to help them but uh, there's a chapter, in the last chapter is called "Hidden Mentors," and what that basically is is if you don't have someone in your environment that can help you with the situation that you have that's causing anxiety, then begin to look around, look outside of your circle of influence, look outside of your family, your city, your 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 state. If you have to, look at people who are authors, look at people who are on YouTube, look at people on social media um, that have been around that are trustworthy and, and reputable, but if, so if, yeah. here's an example. If I'm having trouble with finances, well, okay, who I'll Google, you know, who are the top ten financial um, people in the world, right? That offer advice. Well, then I may go find them and I'll look up their material and I'll find two or three that I like, that I can relate to, that that I like their audios or I like their videos or something, because not you won't connect with everybody. Yeah. And I'm gonna pick two or three people and then I'm gonna say, okay, they have a lot of of information out there. They have books yeah. and videos and audio books yeah. and all this out there. So here's my questions. I'm going to develop questions. And this is just an example about the finances, but this could be in all areas of life. Yeah. But I could say, well, how do I save more? How do I invest more? And I'll start listing some questions, right? That yeah. I need answered. Then I'll go to those, those hidden mentors of mine and I will start reading their material, watching their videos with the intention to answer the questions I have about how to be better in finances. finances. So if I if I'm having troubles with relationships or or marriage uh, issues, or then okay, let's go find some people who who speak and write about that that have have hmm. proven to be reputable in those areas, and let hmm. me just consume everything they have so I can be better. Because again, we may not have a friend who's financially um, sound and alpha sound advice. We may not have a family member that can do that, but there hmm. are. Sh- Thank goodness again for social media and the web. Uh-huh. There are at our fingertips, we have the wisdom of many at a click on our phone or on our computer.
0: We have the resources.
1: Absolutely.
0: I think that's, um, that's where self development also comes in. You have to be willing to self develop um, on this journey. You can't just wait for people to do everything for you. At Amen. some point, you have to want to save yourself. Absolutely, thank you so much for sharing that, Mark. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. In your book, also, as we are discussing more from the book as well and your experience personally, which is all in the book, well, most most of them are in the book. You have a section in your section two, um, that is tips to overcome anxiety and depression, and you listed about seven. You did you listed eight, but you've already. Said, mentioned um, the self-inflicted anxiety and depression, but mm-hmm. you still have seven. Um, I recently recorded something about breathing, so I'm wondering if that is the breath work. But if you can talk us through the remaining seven, if oh, that's okay.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I'll kind of go through the chapters real quick with you, uh, if that's okay. Thank so you. chapter one was breathing, and in, and I wrote in the beginning of the book that if if someone picks up the book and reads just this chapter alone and then puts down the book and never reads another chapter, I would be really disappointed first. But second, this one chapter can make a huge difference because um, I tell the story about a a hospital visit and getting prescribed medicine for anxiety and depression and then weaning myself off of that medicine. And again, remember, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling anybody to do that. I'm telling that's what I did in my own experience. And the biggest one of the biggest impacts was the breathing routines that i used and and i was going to call this meditation but a lot of people kind of wig out when they hear the word meditation for some mm-hmm. reason so Let's just call it breathing. It's a very simple breathing exercise. And in the book, it, it describes it. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and kind of just tell everybody real quick what this breathing exercise is. And yeah. then if you practice this, I promise you it will make a difference. So you breathe. Basically, you just get comfortable. You don't have to close your eyes. Uh-huh. You don't have to cross your legs. You don't have to say, um, you don't have to do any of that. You <laughs> just get comfortable in a chair or in your car, or wherever you're at. And uh-huh. you can leave your eyes open. All you have to do is take a nice, slow breath in through your nose for four seconds. Try to do it for four seconds. Then you're going to hold it for four seconds. And while you're doing that, you can count it in your mind. Like, think one, two, three, four. And then you're going to exhale slowly. Try to spread that out for four seconds. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then you're going to pause for four seconds. And they call that box breathing. I didn't invent this. This has been around. There's been people who are way smarter than me and have medical degrees and backgrounds of, of research that have done a lot of studies on this breathing exercise. So, but when I, when I found it and I, as I was winning myself off the medicine, this made a huge difference in my actual physical um, being of, of, and how I felt while I was off medicine. So okay. it's called a box breathing in for four hold it for four, out of the mouth for four, and then hold for four and then continue doing that. So that's chapter one. Chapter two, which we spoke briefly about, is talking, finding someone to speak to. Chapter three is serve. Um, I found that by committing to serve others in some way and being held accountable for that and and being something you care about, that makes a a huge difference and and it made a huge difference in my recovery and I believe it would, y'all's too, um, of getting through anxiety and depression. We talked about number four, which is environment. We, uh, number five is actually hope. Ugh, this is so important and we could talk for hours on this, but I'm not going to do that. But hope is an important, <laughs> meaning if, if you can't see, for me, when I was facing depression, for me, depression is being, I can't see past this day, this moment. It's too dark. I can't see hope on the other side. So when you, when you can't do that, you need to find hope and borrow hope from others. And the way you can do that is you find people again, right now it's 2023 when we're recording this technology is amazing. We have a ton of resources, so you can go online and find people who have been where you've been and are now in a better place just like we're trying to talk tonight about this you can find people and you even if you can't see hope but you know that there's been a hundred people or a thousand people that's been where you've been and now they're on the other side Start yeah. to borrow hope from them to know that you can do it too uh the next chapter is called small wins and rewards this is just through this process you need to establish some wins and rewards for yourself hey you know for me if i can practice my breathing for 10 minutes every morning for the monday through friday well saturday yeah. i might reward myself with a nice uh coffee house break where I'll go get a nice coffee and take an hour to read, you know, or I might reward myself with something small. Um then the next chapter is gratitude. Oh, my goodness. Gratitude. Every day. This is something we should be practicing and and multiple times throughout the day is verbally and mentally. And even in writing, is just writing down and talking about what we're grateful for, because no matter how bad things are, no matter how dark my season of life was, I always had things I could be grateful for, um, especially my children during that time and my family. And there's so, so much to be grateful for. But again, when we're in that anxiety and depression, it's hard to do that. So that word, again, is intentional. We have to be intentional about making this part of our daily routine is practicing gratitude. Yes. Uh, we t- and then we talked about the hidden mentors, and that's the chapters of the book. Um, if and, and I just want to mention, I know we're, we've got a few more minutes, but I want to mention that anybody who's listening, if you're in the states and you want to get a copy of the book, please go to uh, MarkHoward.today, and anybody who orders through that in the states will also get immediate access to the audiobook and the ebook. The reason why is because I want you to get access to this information as quick as possible. So yeah, we'll ship a book out to you, but that's that's and that's good. But I want you to get the that's ebook, good. so you can start reading the audio, so you can start listening. If you're like me and you like audio books more than print, um, if you're out of the country, if you're not in the United States, um, Amazon carries the book then you know in in multiple countries and different places so you could check out the amazon in your in your area to see if the book's listed there um and it's the full title is uh freedom peace and a good night of sleep and it's by my by name of mark howard uh, so i want to I'll throw that out there i definitely
0: leave the amazon um either amazon um, link in the uk to the show notes when we thank you thank you of course i'll do that for you but this has been this has been wonderful so um just a recap on what you've said in terms of the tips again please disclaimer mark is not a therapist a counselor a doctor or mental health profession these are things that he did while he was healing from his journey from his experience while he was um Saying to depression and anxiety that I've got this and you you don't have me. And they worked for him. Now, some of these tips, some of these um, ideas might work for you and they might not work for you, but that's okay. So, please, uh, we spoke about breathing, which is a breathing exercise. I recently recorded a podcast with a fitness trainer who, who also explained how this breathing exercise works. We spoke about talking, how talking can help you. If you don't have anyone in your circle of friends, please seek out for a therapist or a counselor or, you know, come outside your circle of friends to other people that you can trust and have a conversation. Pour it out. Just let it all out. Serve. Seven brings a kind of joy, to be honest. When you serve others genuinely, expecting nothing in return, it gives, um, it comes with a, a, a fulfillment feeling. I don't know about others, but I feel fulfilled. I feel happy to say that I have served someone and they're happy, you know, they, they're doing really well. Your environment also is just about your circle of friends or circle of influence, hope. Matt said something and he said, find and borrow hope from others. Today... If you're listening to this podcast, whenever you're listening to this episode, if you feel like all hope is gone, if you feel like this dark part is just getting darker and darker every single day, can we please encourage you tonight, this morning, this afternoon, this whatever time of the day is that please borrow hope from others. Borrow hope from others. Look at other people that have gone through what you're going through and they've survived listen to their stories listen to their journey pick something from it go out there and borrow up from others small wins and rewards mark did not talk about that i'm not sure i heard it but he spoke about gratitude and one thing i know about gratitude is this you cannot be grateful and still be depressed Mm, you cannot be grateful and still be depressed I'm going to quickly share this in, in just a few seconds. Um, I was on my way for school run today, and I started crying. And um, I wasn't crying because I was sad, but I was singing worship song in my heart. And for whatever reason, I started to sing out the song, um, And the song is, How Great Is Thy Faithfulness? And Mm. as I was singing the song, I started to cry. And all of a sudden, I just started to say, God, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. And in that moment, I was saying all the things that I, I was thankful for and grateful for. And I didn't even care who was walking by or looking at me or thinking, is she okay? And I just felt a kind of ease, a kind of peace within me. So you cannot be grateful. And feel depressed at the same time. Of course, you might feel low mood, a little bit sad, but not depression, not severe depression. So please, get in the habit of showing gratitude for the things we have right now. And be hopeful that every other thing would be added onto us. Um, Mark also mentioned self-inflicted anxiety and depression. Listen, please, you all, go get the book. Get the book on Amazon. I'm going to put the link on the show notes. For you, you get the hard copy. You get um, the audio copy as well. Mark, thank you for my book. Um, I got the soft copy. I got the audio, and I am so blessed. Thank you so much. The first chapter I read just made me smile so much. So thank you so much, Mark.
1: <laughs> You're so welcome. And you know, this has been so much fun, and and enjoying the been. visit. And you know, before if if it's okay, I, I do want to mention one other thing before yes, we please. wrap this up is for those who are listening, and again, I know sometimes when you're in that season of life and you hear people speaking, you know, positive things about, you know, it's okay, you can get through this, and it's hard to believe, but I promise you, I promise you, there's, there's a happy life on the other side of this, and you absolutely can do it. You are not alone, and borrow the hope. Borrow hope from me. Take my word; it's been years now, years since I've had that dark season of life, and you can be the same way. And then there's hundreds, if not thousands, of other people out there, stories everywhere, of those who were in a really bad place, who are in a much better place now, and who is past that. So, please borrow the hope and understand that you can absolutely do this uh, with with these tips, with other resources online, and other people's stories. And you are strong. You're a survivor. And you can do it.
0: Absolutely. Yes, you can do it. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming on tonight. Again, I've been joined tonight by Mark Howard, the author of A Good Night's Sleep. Uh, I'm going to leave the link on the show notes. If you want to contact Mark via his social media Under it is Mark Howard, just M A R K H O W A R D. Is that correct?
1: Yes, absolutely. It sure yes, is. Yes, is Mark
0: Howard. You can find him on Facebook. Is there any social media under you use?
1: I'm on most of them, but Facebook is, I'm, I'm more active than the rest. So you can definitely right. find me there. Um, and if you have a story or a question for me, you feel free to email me at mark at markhoward.today. So my name, mark at markhoward.today. And I would love to hear the stories. Um, if you have any questions or anything I can do to assist
0: amazing 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 again this is what this platform is for is to bring hope is to bring stories of people who have been through dark times people who are going through fire people who are healing daily life challenges that we sweep under the carpet straight to you wherever you are in the world i am your host i am your host miriam fatai and i'm so happy and excited tonight but before we go If you've really enjoyed tonight's episode, this particular episode you're listening to right now, please share this episode. Bless someone else. Also, I would love you to leave Mark and I a feedback or a comment on the comment session. And don't forget to click on the follow button so every time we upload a new podcast, a new episode, you get a direct notification to your phone. Mark also has a podcast um, podcast platform what's the name Mark
1: it is called the Mark Howard show
0: all right